Good Ooh. evening, no foes. How are we doing? Hello. <laughs> I was looking for my pen. Ah, congratulations, Lance, on your 600 followers. Is it 900 followers? How many followers? Oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for taking this real interest, Mike. <laughs> You're the best. I immediately unfollowed you as soon as I saw it. I don't know if you noticed. You're such a cock. Was that you? You yeah. are a massive prick, honestly. <laughs> I commented. I commented on that, and then um, and then Hades Airsoft. He, was, he went. He put. He shared that to his story and said, "Some fuck nuts unfollowed Lars. <laughs> unfollowed the punishment. Go and give him a like." And I came back on. It was like nine hundred and eight. I was like, "Oh, bless him." <laughs> so I was like, "I got to admit, it is quite funny because I would do that to someone as well." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you absolute tosser! Hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Evening, gents. Good evening, Sorry Hi, about James, that. Nick, Charlie, Rage, Andy. Just a costume white there for his uh, for his horsing around earlier. <laughs> Good lord. James says I've had that done twice to me now. It's an ass. It's a. It's, oh, it has you, to be done, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but no, it's like eight. It was the fact you were like, bang you, on nine hundred. I was, I was like, like you, oh, this this is a. Well, I was going to do it earlier, and it went to nine hundred, and then it went to eight nine nine again. I thought, well, I'm not going to do it now because I'm going to look really silly. So I've been, I've did it, and I was like, you're a, you're a dick, mate. I can't believe you've done that. <laughs> Oh, I'm not talking to you. In my defence, in my defence, there's was no there defence in that. 30, no, hang on. It was there for about thirty seconds, and I really liked you again, and it went back up to nine hundred. So. Well, so it was, someone else did it as well. Then there's, there's yeah. two assholes out there. <laughs> <laughs> no good stuff. Good oh, stuff. Dear. Pew pew news. Pew pew news. Pew pew news. Actually, I will tell you what, we there's, there's a new branding thing. We can, can we do that though because of YouTube. We're allowed to make finger guns. Don't think we can, can we? I don't know. I don't know what this it. is going to do. I'm going to risk it. Is this background song? This is oh, acoustic I'm... cinematic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know about this. No, I don't like it. But star. Um, hi, fresh mate. Uh, Andy says, to be honest, Mike, I was going to do it, but you beat me to it. <laughs> Good evening. Go. I'm all new to your show. I am podcast number hi, eight John. at the moment. Good evening, John. Welcome along, sir. Hi, John. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We are on episode 62, John, so you've got a fair few hours to go. Fair few hours of nonsense, mate, to, <laughs> to catch yourself up. Catch yourself up and confirm the bollocks at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, purchases. Who's news, mate? Purchases, yes. Come on. I've got... I finally got one of these little babies. 1,500 Ooh. rounds, new A&K box mag, nutsack mag, in-your-face thing mag. So I've got that. Really happy with it. Um, well, actually, I am happy with it, aside from this little bit here. So there's a mm -hmm. where the inert rounds would sit. So that internal part, which is near the release clip there, that's a ball ache because it needs to be like half the size. So then two corners need to be taken off. So these actually sit behind the rounds. Because when you've got your net rounds in here, they sort of splay to the sides like that, which no, no one really wants to see that. So I'm going to have to do a bit of jiggery. I want to test it first, and I want to make sure it cycles and feeds correctly and is all good before I go jimmying around with this mould. Because otherwise, if it doesn't work, I can't send it back. So Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm going to do a little bit of testing first, but happy with it. You know, overall, cases seems fine. Really robust. You know, nice little clip there to hold the zip shut. I like all that sort of jazz. I might put a little bit of sniper tape on that, though, because it's a bit jingly. Sounds a bit Rudolph Bells, you know what I mean? So, but other than that, yeah, it's cool, mate. It's cool. It's like, I like so that's I like. the that that mag feeds by the acoustic sound. It's got, um, yes, it has. It's got uh, acoustic. It's got um, automatic feed, and it's also got a uh, pressure switch, like um, a pressure switch for a, a tack light or something. So you can actually plug that into a little jack, and then mm -hmm. 
uh, affix it to the side of your upper receiver or something, or your 249 or whatever it is you're using, um, and it'll depress that and it'll wind the mag on. So, which is quite cool. Very similar to what I've done with my old box mag where I put the rocker switch on the outside. It's just a, it's just an alternate switch for you to use. I mean, it was a bit of a loaded question because I know the answer. <laughs> but I completely agree with you about the little feed lips. So I'll bring yeah, the right, Whatever, boring. Yeah. Top tip with those. Um, if anyone's interested, <laughs> if you want a DPM cover, um, you can't find one. You can actually buy the proper uh, real Nobody's steel military ones. XMOD ones. Shut up. Um, <laughs> off of eBay. Um, and they actually, they just unscrew. The cover just unscrews from the airsoft unit and then you just fit um, the, the real steel I say real steel, the real steel cloth bag um, onto it. So, yeah. Absolutely. Top, top tip. <laughs> I've worked out your thousand round limit yet. Yes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a bottle that holds a thousand rounds and then pour that into the box. I think that's what I'm going to do. Failing that, I will guess. As in, can you get a two thousand round bag? Yeah. I might just do that and sort of tip half in. Well, to be fair, so those those mags are what fifteen hundred rounds. Yeah. So if you just lose a third, roughly. Yeah. I lose a third in the first firefight, so. Yeah. Then I have a thousand. <laughs> I normally lose a third by reloading. So. <laughs> yeah. I usually lose a third by unclipping the magazine. <laughs> you go, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. Brilliant. In the face. <laughs> hi, Sherwood. Hi, Danny. Uh, Les says yes, 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 big boys. Uh, what's what? What's what? What? What's Yes, yes, big boys. What's guaning? Oh, what's guaning? I, I don't know why I said that. Like Arnold, Schwar what's guaning? No, oh, that's cool. Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't say that. <laughs> I've never heard him say that ever. <laughs> no, I've got a couple of things this week. Uh, oh, yeah. I bought some new iPro. Um, so these are Ooh. the Tiger Eye Edge Tactical glasses, <laughs> which now just immediately gone blurry. Uh, I'm back in. Um, so these are the orange sort of tinted shades. Um, I've had the clear ones before, so I actually bought another pair of the clear ones as well. Um, Look at you. And really like these, so highly recommend. Uh, what else have I got? Oh, I also got a new sleeping bag. So I bought mm -hmm. a mounted equipment helium 600 sleeping bag, which is the most money I've ever spent on a sleeping bag ever. Um, 600 pounds? No, so they're 300 pound recommended retail price. Um, but I managed to get a fairly sizable discount on that, put it that way. <laughs> How did you do this? I basically I basically paid about 160. Um just just through shopping around and being savvy. Um uh. so Cotswold Outdoor at the moment. Highly yeah, go and have a chat to them. <laughs> Cotswold yeah, Outdoor. Okay. It's a um it's a down sleeping bag though. So um the equivalent for the snug pack one is is about a third of the size and a third of the weight. But it still maintains the insulation. Yep, so it goes down to minus 26 as the extreme level. Uh, the comfort Christ. is between minus 1 and minus 10. Um, so that should see me through my winter Bloody sleeping. Nora. Well, I'd like to think so, yeah. Yeah. I don't no snug. complaints from you now. No sleeping no, in the car. Complaints. No. The only thing is they are a little bit snug. So um, they are designed for a smaller gentleman. Um, Does that mean you'll have to be do... completely naked when you get in it? They do baffle extenders, but I do that anyway. Ooh, do, um... I, love, I love a baffle <laughs> extender. Not gonna lie, the baffle, the baffle expansion things. Um, so it adds like an extra, extra bit of width to the sleeping bag. So I, I've ordered one of those so I can get so in. You can extend your bag. So you want to, you want to, be able to extend your bag in the evenings, mate. When you get into that dos bag, there's nothing better than extending your baffle. Exactly, exactly. You'll well, hear me all night long extending them. and extending my baffle. Um, 
<laughs> ensuring I'm in my comfort zone still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy says, sandwich bags for me with a thousand rounds weighed out. I've filled the box mag and my two camera bags already. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you could weigh them. Weighing, weighing them would be a much better option than counting them. I'm not going to individually count a thousand BBs, Mike. If that's what <laughs> I, I know I'm, I can be a bit daft sometimes, but <laughs> that's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, I get that. Weighing it and times and by. Mountain equipment, sleeping bags are pretty darn good. Oh yes, I I'm good. I like my I like my snug pack base camp extreme and my jungle combo, which I do. <laughs> I, one thing I can't find at the minute is my Mylar sleep mat, which is a bit odd because it's like a bright silver, shiny sleep mat. So how that sort of blends into my sea, of, that as well? <laughs> my sea of DPM and OD green, I don't know. But it's, uh, <laughs> that's gone walking. What did you say? I say, has your brother-in-law got that as well? <laughs> no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did find my missing uh, iPro, ladies and gents, those of you in the NoFo event chat. Uh, my brother-in-law had it. Never gave it back to me after his uh, training session, so. If anyone felt that like they were being accused of stealing my glasses, I, I had no, by no way or means, shape or form, did I intend it to sound like I was accusing anyone. Yeah. I just thought I'd broadened my search area from the loft to all of your houses and bags. Yeah. <laughs> but they've been found. So everyone can stand down, panic over, go about your business. It's all good. This says, Mike, you should have used a blue light card even more off the price. Yeah, so um, basically, I... That's fraud. We don't, we don't no, go down. No, no. So I had a friend with me who had a scout discount code and they wouldn't apply the scout discount because it was already heavily reduced already. Because um, otherwise I'd have knocked another 20% off of that as well. Blood-sucking hell fiend. That's what you are. Yeah. Uh, Philip says, good day, lads. Happy belated Australia Day. Yeah, woo. I had no idea it was Australia Day, Phil. I'm not going to lie, I'm not Sorry. Australian. <laughs> but happy happy Australia Day to you, Phil. That's the important G'day! Thing. G'day, mate. How you going? <laughs> you flaming galah. Um, Rage says the mounted equipment tents are right, too. I've not seen those. Um, I have been looking up the, is it the MSR? MCR? Jet boils? Equivalent mm. things? Oh, yeah, you um, mentioned that the other day, yeah. Yeah, what, so I've been doing a bit of research on jet boils and cook sets and stuff like that because uh, I'm not 100% convinced by a jet boil at the moment. Uh, I want to get something that cooks vertically um, rather than my mess tins, which are fine. And they've, they've lasted me for the last, like, 10 years. You don't look um, like the verti boils. Is that an actual thing or are you just having a... <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> You're getting wise to my to my wife's cracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been looking at MSR, uh, jet boil... <laughs> Um, and then Stanley, team? Stanley cups, <laughs> Stanley cups are quite good as well. Um, they're like a 600 mil sort of stacking cup system. So Spider. see how that goes. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Rage says, and yes, Lance Tranger for the win. Absolutely, mate. I knew you'd say it, so I thought I'd beat you to it. <laughs> as soon as cook sets are mentioned, it could be it could be nothing to do with the actual heating of anything. Rage just goes Tranger. <laughs> yeah. It could be what knife and fork set would you like to go with your cook set? Tranger. <laughs> Tranger, just use that. Just scoop it out with the. Once you've used all the meths in the tranger, just scoop your soup up with that. It's fine. Done it loads. <laughs> <laughs> right. They are so good, though, we... to be fair. They are brilliant. <laughs> all joking aside. We've got an event coming up. Hey. Woohoo. It's... I'm very excited. Um, so we're going to be going to Octo 8's event uh, this weekend. This is a... is... We've got to go head to head now. This is face off time now, isn't it? Oh, I know. Serious. I know. No, this is uh, basically uh, we normally book onto events together. Um, 
Don't you not gonna get emotional, are you? <laughs> I just want to be with you. No, so basically, we normally book you promised me. Um, the PMC uh event, the, the PMC group had filled up, um, sort of before I had the opportunity to book because they uh, Octo All and the cool I, I guys highly, on the PMC basically, yeah. I highly believe in this system, but basically, if you've been to their events before, you have priority booking for the next event, which is fine. I had to unfortunately miss a couple of Octos. So I wasn't in the priority booking group. Uh, so I'm now on the JTF, which is the equivalent of NATO. Um, or sort of the multicam squad, MTP, BTP. Um, so it's going to be Lance and I head to head, uh, which should be interesting. So tonight's chat will not be including too much detail from our relevant no. briefings and discussions and all bats and stuff like that. Um, we might do you want to bit. kick off, Lance, in terms of what, what your role is to sort of be this weekend? Well, yeah, I mean, once again, taking on the uh, the, the PMC role. So I, I always like that. And I've not done it until we started doing Octo events. It was the first time I'd ever done a PMC role. So um, so I've been doing it for the last four now, three or four, whatever it might be. Can't remember. Um, but yeah, loving it. So yeah, I'll be rocking again with the with the, with the PMC team. Uh, not going to say too much more else because of you, basically. So, <laughs> What sort of kit are you wearing as PMC then? I'm going to be using my DPM chest rig, Northern Ireland chest rig. Um, old, old, but wicked. I love it. Comfortable. I can put my sidearm in there with mags, uh, mat pocket, my comms on the left-hand side there. Um, I could chuck a backpack on with it. It's just very minimal strapping across the back. It's 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 lightweight. Do you know what I mean? There was a lot of old kit you'd find it'd be quite heavy and cumbersome. This is actually a really light piece of kit and it's really strong. And the only sort of mod I've done to it is I've cut the um I've cut the uh male female buckles off of it and just um because it's got velcro as well. Um, I've just sort of semi stitched them and then sniper taped them. So I've got like an easy grip to grab hold of just to get the mag pouches open and stuff like that. That's minimal sort of mod into it. Uh, certainly not mission tailor standards unless you started using bits of cotton and a sniper tape then it might well be on par but it's not um so yeah i'll be using that um just my standard viper desert tan trousers with the with the built-in knee pads um my brown fleece like my bushcraft fleece keeping it sort of like minimal block colors um, with a little bit of cv chucked in there um and hopefully i'll be running my mp5 and then again maybe not depends who i see out in the field first Depends how angry I am. I tell you what, I tell you what, if we bump into each other, we need to just throw our guns down and just have a knife fight or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. No, even better. We just throw our guns down and then just have a. Let's just like let's make I'm friends a, and just cuddle. I might have this with me. This might be. This might be my melee. My melee. <laughs> my Christmas present for my daughter, my lovely bushcraft spatula. That might be coming with me. Well, actually, it might have to come with me because oh no, you've got yours now, haven't you? Yeah, well, I'll bring my spatula as well. We can have a spatch off. We have a spatch. <laughs> have a spatch off in the woods. <laughs> What's Michael? Where's Michael Lance? They're in the woods slapping each other with spatulas. <laughs> Leave them alone. <laughs> They're making up again. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be me. That's my sort of loadout. Minimal, very minimal. Um, I've well, I don't know where to take my Condor, my OD green rig. Because I'm pondering about a little bag just for my uh, Camelback to go in, or just chuck a couple of bottles of water in there. I can't quite decide yet. Let's see how it goes. Got a couple of days left yet. So yeah. What about you, mate? Yeah. So your, I'm going your super duper JTF going, special forces. Yeah, <laughs> emphasis on the special. Um, so I'm going in the uh, classic sort of multicam uh, warrior DCS um, with my trousers and new back. Uh, probably several other layers on there as well. Um, cold and bold, mate. That's the key. I think it's good. I I appreciate cold and bold, 
but there is also cold and then there's super cold. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's fucking freezing. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mike. Thanks, Joy. Um, Even Pete. So yeah, basically, it's just the classic. Oh no, it's not Pete, is it? It's um. No, it's trench or, or if it's no, it's tunnel flat, or whatever you call him. Splatfuck. Nah, don't say that. Oh, Captain um, Splatfuck. For those that missed um, Mike Brewer's episode where he came on for Milton Rolls 1, uh, good episode, go back and go and have, have a watch of that. Um, Mike basically had a uh, an incident with a, a with a Pete Bog, or just a Bog. Um, it was a Bog. So we, we don't know if it was Pete, Pete or not. No, we don't know if it was Pete. <laughs> it's definitely Bogs. Um, so we now call him Pete, as in Pete Bog, but then uh, we were in a chat with him earlier because um, he's coming along to uh, the Legion event later on in the year, and uh, we were working out different names for him, um, of which, for some reason, it came up with Splatfuck or something like that. It, it, I, I, I oh, that was from... the description of him falling into something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, like it was splat. one I saw a, I saw a TikTok, and um, it was a guy's going out to play golf, and he's like, oh, I was just going to go and play some whack fuck. And you see a guy on the tee, and he hits the ball, and he goes, he obviously, whack, fuck! Where he's, like, shanked the ball left or something like that. And I thought, oh, my God, yeah, Splatfuck. That's Brewer falling in the bog, so... <laughs> Captain Splatfuck, if you see him. Yeah. We're 17 minutes in and we've just had to explain the phrase Splatfuck. <laughs> well, that's the name for this episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but going back to what we were talking about, weapon systems uh, that I'm running. So I'm probably going to be taking the uh, GMP stoner um, just because it's my go-to. I also have a little new Pro M4 that cost me like £25. I think it's, I, I don't even know what new Pro it is, but it just works brilliantly. Um, what was it saying? That that a, that's the little tan M4 sort of style platform I've got. Oh, I know. Yeah. Is that like the spec? Is that the one that's got the built in suppressor or or the um, uh, noise amplifier on the end of it? Like a sound hog? Uh, it's not built in, but it, it's got a little suppressor on the end of it. Um, I wonder if that's similar to the Cybergun one. I'm, I'm sure they call it the Car uh, Spec Ops Carbine or something like that, or Special Forces Carbine. It's right, that's like a micro M4. It's a really, really short system. Oh, this isn't that short. This is probably yay big. But I mean, in comparison to the, the GMP Stoner, it's obviously quite a substantial. Yeah, yeah, I'm a good. Oh, okay. CQB and stuff like that. Um, but for just like nipping around and being lightweight, it's quite good fun. So nice, mate, nice. <laughs> Yeah, we have. So Rage has just asked. Uh, so you guys booked onto the Legion event at the end of March. Are you on the multi glam side? We have. We are indeed, mate. Yeah, I'm very actually very impressed with our turnout for this one. Yeah, we've we, managed we, to we, get we're, we're a sizable strong. amount of our team. <laughs> fourteen strong. We have a couple of um, couple of rented guns have come in there to to bolster the ranks. Um, yeah. So we are excited for that, Mister Brewer, Mister Rapson, Mister Plain. Is that it? Three of them. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I, I often avoid listing people in case you forget. Three someone. outsiders we're welcoming into the into the nest. <laughs> so I know Rage is probably booked on for um, the op four. I believe. I think they are. Yeah. So if you are Rage, bring a spatula and we can have a spatch off at Legion as well. <laughs> Bloody right, and all. <laughs> uh, fresh me is it the new pro defender it possibly is it's, it's basically this little plastic rifle somebody was selling for like 25 quid and i was like well 25 quid why would you not um why would you not it's just perfect it just works absolutely perfect so that's what I'll probably i'll be taking um I'm back at it again <laughs> you know it mate absolutely <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, I don't, I mean, the JTF, uh, I don't want to kind of give it away too much, but from my understanding, JTF are there um, to sort of support. What's the storyline? I think it's just, this This is really bad because this shows that I haven't genned up quite as much as I probably should have done on the actual storyline. But I think there's a uh, local sort of militia forces um, that I think JTF are sort of there overwatching or stuff. I don't really know. So... I think it's all, it's all, it's just kind of causing chaos. There's a really good storyline, basically, and it's it's so detailed that I can't remember it all. Um, see, I don't do that. See, I don't because if I if I read this storyline, and I do it all the time, I read it about 48 hours before I go. Because if I read it read it two weeks ago, I think oh, I've read it. I don't need to read it again. And then I will get to the event, and I'll be like, oh fuck, I can't remember that bit. I can't remember that bit. So I give it till like Thursday evening or, or sort of Thursday daytime when I'm at home doing bits and bobs. I should just give myself an hour and just sit down and just go for all the in, have a read for all the spreadsheets and bits and bobs that um, that gets posted, and then it's sort of fresh in your mind. Then you're not getting there. Going, oh yeah, I remember reading that like two weeks ago. And it was a, it was some dude was didn't do that, and then it happened. It's it, you know, it's otherwise it's just too much to, to take in, yeah. too far away from the event. You know what I mean? Well, I mean they also get events confused. I've had that before, but you've got sort of like three or four events lined up. That happened to me last year. I think I think my head nearly yeah. exploded at one point. <laughs> I just I think my missus just found me in an airing cupboard, just fucking shaking like that. <laughs> Wait, am I like the North Dion gang? It's, forces, it's, or am I, it's, it's the airsoft. It's the airsoft's after me again. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't making that mistake. Um, but I will be there <laughs> with a couple of the guys um, from the chat. So uh, Andy uh, previously said he has me no Lance I look after. So uh, Andy and I are going to be running around having a bit of a laugh. Um, oh, not read the backstory. Tut -tut I can see a love triangle forming here. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> I like if it a I lot. I see Lance. I'm aiming for wounding shots as I want to see him hopping around the woods. No, that's not nice. No one likes that. <laughs> that's just that's just that's just not cricket. <laughs> uh, Kettle says, "Evening, lads. CNN. Evening, lads. CNN." Honestly, sometimes we get messages on here. I've got no idea what that means. I don't know what it means. Am I not, am I not up to date with current lingo? <laughs> or should Thanks, I be... BBC. Is, is a story breaking on CNN, Sky News? <laughs> <laughs> Other news platforms uh, are available. <laughs> except the sun. Don't. Yeah, the sun, yeah. And, and what's that other one on Facebook that puts up where there's going to be a snowstorm in the middle of July? Oh, the Onion News Network. No, it's an actual tele. It's like is it the Telegraph or oh. something like that? Yeah, it's it's oh, some know. new some news thing on on Facebook. It's like police from the east. It's like just just middle of August. What are you want about <laughs> ten foot of snow coming this Sunday? Oh, shut up! It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. To be fair, that's as random as I'm talking the about snow, Mike. You know, you know, bad weather, oh, okay. snow. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> just because you're JTF. That... <laughs> I see. You've gone JTF now because you signed JTF. You've gone all ignorant. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm, I'm too too far above you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good. There's a good point Andy's making though about the medic rules. So he said, "I can't wait to do some real ham acting." Mm. Um, basically, the medic rules for Octo are a little bit different to normal. Um, so there's a few events which it, it's basically skirmish rules across the country. You get hit, you throw your hand up, you shout "hit." Um, with Octo, it's very different. If you get hit in different parts of the body, it depends on how uh, wounded you are and how yeah. injured you are. Um, and then the preference is that you don't hit 
you know, you, you need to, if you've been shot in the leg, you've been shot in the leg, you need, you need a medic, you shout for a medic, you scream as if you've been shot in the leg, basically. So it's mm. all about trying just to don't, boost don't do it. Um, don't do it too much like Josh, who actually the actual overall owner of Gunman, who, who did it at an event, didn't he? And the guy was actually genuinely stopped and went, oh my God, mate, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm just method acting. And he did, he just got called a prick really loudly and the guy carried on running. Just, I remember he told me when we interviewed him, he's like, yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was like, oh my God. He's like, you all right? He's like, yeah, I'm acting. Prick. <laughs> Fucking run off. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, 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 there is a counter argument to that, isn't there? Which is, you know, we, with the, with the, we've had this chat before, but with the throwing your hand up and shouting hit, you generally know that the person you are shooting at has been hit, and therefore you can stop shooting them. Mm. Um, but however, writhing yeah. around on the floor, going "My arm, medic, medic," my yeah, arm. true. Also, it does make a big difference. To, yeah, I've been shot, <laughs> <laughs> and I think you could. I believe it isolate if you got. Say, for example, you get shot in the right arm. I believe you can switch to your secondary and use your left and things yeah. like that. And if you get shot in the, uh, left I'll be leg, honest with you, I, you I haven't turned up right. on everything. It's, yeah, it's but, the thing yeah. is as well, we've always said this, it's hard to remember it because it's the only place that does this medic rule and like sort of acting rule, if you like, immersion rule. Uh, and you like you get shot in the leg and you think, oh, fuck, hit. And you lay on the floor and you're like, oh, I'm injured. But it's like you you could have crawled to somebody on your other leg, but you've just been laying there in the, in the path like a huge sleep, like a huge like roadblock <laughs> that I would be laying there like, oh, my arm. It's like you've, you've been shot in the arm, you can still move. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, right. Oh, come in. Oh, help me, help me. Oh, that that was definitely a fault. Uh, I can't remember which event it now was, but there was definitely a fault with our team because we were so used to these other rules. We're yeah. sort of shooting people, um, and they seem to be medicking really quickly, and then we're getting shot and just sort of sitting there like, oh, we're dead now. Um, so I think like, there was an element that you know definitely re up the rules. It does properly. take a bit of getting used to. You know, I, I'm yeah. sure people have gone, oh, he's, he's fucking not taking his hits. He's like, well, no, you shot him in the arm. Oh yeah, bugger. Yeah. What about that? That's going to be good. <laughs> so, uh, on to tonight's main topic of conversation. Um, yes. So, we're obviously talking about uh, how to put your kit away after you get back from an event. So, it's a little bit backwards in terms of we are on our way to an event this weekend. So, this might have been a better topic for next week. Um, but next week, we're going to be having Andy Bob on. Um, well, it depends how this weekend goes. <laughs> Not the, plan, the plan is for Andy Bob to come on next week, and we're going to be doing our Milsim rolls too. Uh, we'll be talking about rifles and LMGs. Mm -hmm. uh, so Andy and I get to have a bit of a LMG loving. Oh, yeah. That sounds <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Just, just, just quietly, just, oh, just rapidly aiming and firing without actually targeting the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture you, you know, just laying there going. Uh, uh. Just spray and pray, spray and pray. <laughs> do it again, do it again, do it again. Uh. <laughs> Somebody please sound bite that from Lance and turn it into a ringtone. Um, <laughs> so no, he's got, um, got a view at the end going, do it again, do it again, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we'll wait so, with bated breath. In terms of, in terms of, obviously you get back from an event. What's what's the first thing you do when you unpack, Lance? First thing for me is um, I always go down the electrics route because that's sort of like a thing for like if it's been foul weather, bad weather, blah, blah, blah. Um, so comms, batteries out of guns, batteries out of torches, or anything electronic, basically, I'll get all that sorted out, squared away. Power banks, cables, get all them out. If they need dry, and get them dry. If they need charging, get them charged. Um, radios, obviously, yeah, give them a dust off and a brush up, get them on charge. 
depends on when the next game is. I mean, Christ, we've got the SEO game, and then I've got the following one weekend, and the following weekend I'm at Legion. So I've got to be get back, get it all prepped, pack it all up again, get ready for the next weekend. So that's going to be a quick turnaround and all my all my preps. Um, but yeah, for me, it's definitely the first thing is get well, get through the door. First thing I have to do is get through is go straight to the throne. That's what I do. And that's a little bit of um, that's a little bit of unpack. That's an essential unpacking done right there. <laughs> when I get back, just munching biscuits fruit on your way in. Just, just help me release this demon. <laughs> but yeah, and after that, it's um, all the electrics, anything electronic, get it done if you can. Get the old can of air. You can get them in the pound shop, ninety nine p keyboard. The old compressed air spray cleaners. Get that round it. Get it all cleaned up, nice and air If it's been like, proper gipping wet. Airing cupboard, lay it on the towel, airing cupboard, nice and warm. Do that, get it all dry, get it all squared away. Uh, then for me, it'd be tents, anything that's got wet, basically, your tent, get it hung up in the garage or get it hung up in the, over the shower door in the bathroom if you're in a flat or you haven't got a back garden or whatever, or garage or shed, in the loft, do what you can, put a couple of towels down. I'll put, um, I've done it in the loft a couple of times where I've put um, a bit of plastic sheeting down uh, with a couple of old towels on the top and then just peg my basher up in there, let it all dripple to the towels. You know, no dramas, no worries. Um, get all that dried out. Get your sleeping bags washed, you know, usual usual admin bits, you know. But priority for me is the electronics first, you know, make sure it's sort of critical. Get all that squared away. Have you ever considered the um I mean I've recently purchased some of these, the little uh, like desiccant packets or whatever they're called, um, like the moisture absorbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get them in um, like your new shoes and stuff like that. Always great to keep hold yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, really good, really handy to keep yeah. hold of. Uh, but you can't buy so, them. I mean, especially especially if you've been out and about. I mean, the number of times that I've recently seen on Facebook that people have been uh, out for a skirmish, and then they throw their guns in their gun cases, whatever they they, they lock them away for a couple of months. I mean, COVID's obviously been restricting people a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come out, you know, yeah, it's time to airsoft. They get the guns out, and it's basically just covered in rust, you know, bits and pieces of mould growing here and there. Um, so obviously, moisture is definitely something to get rid of. Hundred um, percent, yeah. Best get you can. It, yeah, and it, you can, I mean, I've kept. I always keep my guns in the loft. I mean, it gets cold up here. It gets really cold up here. I've never had any problems with it. It's cold, but it's dry. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's the good best thing about it. Here's the difference between being like cold and damp. This is it's a cold, it's a dry, cold loft. So and I've never had it. These been these these been kept up here for six years plus now. Even my M14, which I haven't used in years, chucked a battery in it the other day. I put a couple of mags through it, cleans the whistle, you know, give it a little clean the uh change the hot rubber, change the nub, clean the barrel, put the old barrel back in, so I'm still waiting on the Empire Airsoft to get back to me on a quote. So Kenny, if you're out there. Please get back to me. Um, and put a, I put a couple of mags through that. Absolutely fine. And that's been kept up here for God knows how long. I mean, and I haven't used it for years. I mean, it's been three years probably since that thing's been shot. Easily. And it's just, yeah, good as gold. So, yeah, it's definitely just the storage capabilities. But, like, getting shelters dry. Because um, it will, like Mike's just said, anything that gets wet, and if you just leave it packed wet, it will rot and it will fucking stink. And it will be mm. beyond cleaning and beyond help. <clears throat> It'd just be a case of binning it and starting again, especially with canvas stuff and things like that, belt kits, webbing bags, you know, that, 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 the, the surplus sort of bag sort of thing. Even some of the new kit, it will be, it will just get beyond. If you leave it up there for a year, it will be minging. If you leave it up there soaking wet, you've got to dry it. Got to get it's it. Like, it's why surplus shops smell like surplus shops. Yeah, you know? that smell. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a nice smell in a surplus if, shop. If, if, only, if only you could get that in a potpourri, I'd have it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> missus are coming to the living room be like, what is that? Fuck? I mean, that love is yeah. surplus. That is eau de surplus. Eau de surplus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. 
How about um? So obviously talking about uh, drying kit off and stuff, sweat is also another thing to consider. Mm. Um, so I've I've learned this firsthand with running around on a hot day. Basically, the the goggle strap that I was wearing got particularly uh, moist, um, and then I left it in in my bag for probably about two months. Uh, mold started to grow. Um, so it's always definitely worth considering, you know, any, anything that's basically going to pick up sweat off your body. So gloves, gloves are a major one. Uh, I don't know if you've ever encountered mm. the smell of They stink. They don't. They fucking stink. It doesn't matter what you do. The gloves will stink. Yeah. You got to uh, wash them. Ones you can actually put in the wash. Like gloves. Yeah, I think you can. Depending. Well, depending my on... my, uh, my mechanics gloves and that. I've always washed them. I've, yeah. I've never had any problem with any. And I think because I think all the all the all the um uh polymer not polymer. It's like the silicon rubber. Like, yeah, silicon yeah. rubber covering. It's all stitched anyhow. It's not glued. Yeah. I don't think it's all heavily stitched. So there's no chance of it being. I won't wash it on a sixty or anything like that. Stick it on a thirty. Or stick it you know, on a mm. cold wash. But you got to wash them. You know. I know. I'm all for getting the smell of the environment and keeping you like no one wants to go out stinking a dad's. But fuck you. It becomes a point where you're walking around and all you can smell is old sweating fingers. Yeah. Whatever you touch, it's just like nah. Sorry, it's, when you, it's when you go to eat something and you're like, oh, I don't want to eat this. <laughs> Well, when you take the glove off and it, it just you just revealed it's a smell of victory, isn't it? Yeah. You're like that. Fuck that stinks. You are rotten to the core. Do you <laughs> ever um, washed. with 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 sweat like plate carriers and stuff like that? How how do you deal with a sweaty plate carrier? I don't. That's one thing that don't get washed. Do you ever use like a Febreze or anything like that? No. Do you know what? No, I've never actually smelt my plate. I don't think it smells really. I'm not. I've, it, it certainly doesn't smell enough for me to notice it. Now, whether I'm chucking up to everyone else. <laughs> um, oh, here comes Smelly Lance again. <laughs> oh, look, here he comes in his smelly plate carrier. <laughs> but that was so, so yeah. Um, uh, well, when will I be wearing my DCS next? Probably be Legion. So if I am smelly at Legion, please let me know. <laughs> that's that's our test. That's our litmus test. <laughs> yes, yeah. Not that I say anything. Just walk up to people, just stand really close to them on the on the, when you're getting chronoed. Hi. Danish just said cheese. Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> smells of cheese and nuggets. That's what it smells yeah. like. <laughs> See, I um, I generally tend to use like a Febreze every once in a while. Um, not because it's particularly smelly, but just sort of trying to keep it a little bit fresh for the next time. Um, We've got to stay fresh. Man, got to be fresh. Man, fresh. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, me. to be fair, the warrior, the warrior DCS that I've got has like a um, almost like a sponged, like really, really open cell foam thing I yeah on the inside edge yeah i noticed yeah. that it's very breathable um, but that seems pretty good for sort of wicking moisture away from from the plate carrier itself whereas the mm. uh, previous sort of condor sentry i think i had um didn't really have the same thing it was a lot more sort of closed it, it had something in there but it wasn't quite the same um right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that used to pick up a lot more moisture um, well, you can get a so, divider now though can't you which actually creates a void between you and the rig so it'll let yes. air circulate I'm sure I, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but you can pick them up for them. Um, obviously, I think they've obviously would they sit behind the plate or would they actually affix to the outer, the inside outer of the rig, if you like? So between you and the rig, would they sit there or within I'm it? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I, I have seen ones that actually it's effectively the um, like um, it's like a mock plate to go in, mm. um, so it gives you the rigidity, but it just provides more, more airflow. It's almost like um, a honeycomb, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, yes. you can get the cold ones as well, can't you? That you fill with the uh, the water and ice. Yeah, you can freeze them. Yeah, like I said, essentially freezer yeah. blocks. And then over time, they become your water a water supply. Ah, Paul, hi Paul. So that's what the Warrior hexagonal design is for. There we exactly go. That. Evening, sir. How's it going? 
actually a little telephone conversation with Mr. Hell the other day regarding oh, nice. uh, Legion Airsoft. Cool. All ended up in hysterical laughter, as it normally does. It starts <laughs> off sort of semi serious. How are you doing? How's the fam? And then by the end of it, it's like, ah, I've got to go, I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so, all good fun. Cool. Uh, all good, lads. There we go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, mate. Yes. And to yourself, sir. Um, air drying kit as well. Obviously, like the plate carriers and all that. Just, just make sure they're dry before you put them away. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, with mould and things you wouldn't expect to get, like you said about your glasses and that, um, an antibacterial wipe around the lenses, around the nose bit, mm. around your, all that sort of jazz, you know what I mean? Um, comms bit, strapping, get all that cleaned up. Because like you've said, Mike, you've had, you've had fucking ecosystems growing off of yours, haven't you, before? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, I, I learned by doing, that's my problem. Exactly, um, yeah. You've got to make the opposite. But if you, you know, you've learned from your mistakes, yeah, that's it, that's what you do. Yes, I have learned from my mistakes. Um yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was another one I was going to mention, which is completely gone from my mind. Uh, oh, I can't remember now. I'll tell oh, you yeah, one that as well. was it. Oh, go on. Yeah, no, go on. No. Okay. You remember first. Say, um, something I've been getting to the habit of recently is um, so not so much with the edge glasses, but any sort of other eye pro I use. Um, basically, getting the um, you know the anti fog stuff on there. Yeah. Like before putting them away. Um, so obviously doing the little kind of treatment procedure and then putting them away so that you know, when you get them back out, you're not having to sit there and do it then. So it's just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that sort of um, prep. <clears throat> As the Edge Tactical, have they got their own sort of cleaner that you'd have to use or can you use any on it? Because I, I wouldn't... No, well, they've got right this... Um, I think you have to use any cleaners on them, but... No, you don't. So they've got like a vapour shield already on them. Um, right. Now, the only thing I have found is that the first pair I've had, um, I don't know if the vapour shield maybe has worn off. Um, through, I mean, because I've round run them for sort of it's about 10 events I've used them for, sort of hit hit or miss around that sort of time. Um, but I have noticed they now start to fog up a little bit more. Um, do they give a is there a guarantee on how long it lasts for this vapor? Uh, not that I have found, no, they just basically claim that they don't fog up because of their anti fog technology, right? But there's no set time period as to how long. No. So there's no guarantee so, that it's going to last you for however long you need it for. No, I have dropped them a message to see if there's any way of sort of like reapplying uh, or sort of what's the best way to deal with it, but I've not heard back yet. So. Right, right, okay. Just wait and see on that one. Um, yeah, so any kit, just make sure when you put it away, um, it's just dry. That's the main thing. It's just, just try and get the moisture out of it. Yeah, um, 100%. And anything you now, can pack away ready for the next one, do it. Mm. Might as well, unless you're going to use it for your bushcrafting or while camping, or there's some bits in there you take on your sort of like your normal leisure camping or whatnot. Um, I can't think what it could be, you know, maybe it talked or something, but anything you could pack away and get into the habit of packing it away in the same spot that you put it in previously, um, it'd make it easy for when you go next. I mean, obviously, you're going to check it's there before you go, obviously, with your list that you can download from our website. Um, oh. So it, it's just, it, it's a good, exactly, yeah. Um, but it's a good habit to get into. Do you know what I mean? If you know you've, you've you've done all your batteries, all your bits and bobs, cables, leads, you know, put them back in your little stuff sack for your cable. Oh, fucking, fucking, I'm sorry. Use the proper one. Stop it. Uh, I don't know <laughs> the proper one quickly. I'll have to add it in. Oh, see, exactly. Yeah. See how much piss taking you've been doing with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, get it. Um, getting it back and putting it back in its right stuff sack, packing it in your left hand rocket pouch, your Bergen, or, or one of your utility pouches on the front, or whatever it might be. Um. At least it's all stowed away properly, correctly, um, ready for the next event. And obviously any of your batteries and that, make sure you store them correctly, store them safely. 
mm. in your older fire safe lipo bags or whatever it is it might be somewhere not hot especially like we said summertime summer months if you keep your stuff in the loft it gets very very hot gas cylinders batteries things like that downstairs put me the cupboard out of the way <clears throat> if you're talking can. of batteries do you drain yours down so it depends on never, i guess on the never. type of battery i'll be brutally honest i've never done that once in real life no. no it's rare that i use a battery up on the milsim very mm. rare and uh i'll test i'll check it i'll see how many volts how much power it's on there you know if it's three quarters on there i probably won't bother charging it because mm -hmm. it's all well and good charge but you're 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 sort of decreasing the lifespan of the battery as such do you know what i mean rather than you are with lipos down. i think lithium ions a bit different yeah i mean um, I, I mean i don't really need to worry anymore because i've got that titan one mm. which is just fucking monstrous and I, you know it's probably gonna it's probably gonna outlive me i'd have thought <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean I mean, yeah. it's 60,000 milliamp hours, Mike, or whatever it is. It's ridiculous. I, I mean, I bought it because I can't help myself. But I, I can't think of why I'd need 60,000 milliamp hours of batteries life stored. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this going thing, on, I mean, I've, I've, I've been running two and a half thousand to what to, to that. It's just like I never was to run out of power over two and a half thousand milliamp hour batteries. So why would you need a 60,000 one? Mm. Whatever it is, it's mental. But. There we go. I've got one, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Have you? Have you? I mean, I've been using Titan now for probably about six to eight months, um, and they're not a sponsor. I was just going to show the patch because I've got this recently, <laughs> which is quite like. But um, I um, I don't think I've had any problems with the Titan batteries at all. Like I almost like no. I've run like multiple events off one battery now. I'm always that, just that. sort of seeing how far it will go. Yeah, um, maybe I'm, I'm just not shooting. You know I mean, I'm, I'm really. Do you know what? I might charge it. Do you know what? That's what I'm going to do. That I'm going to charge it, and then I'm going to use it until it dies. For the coming events, I won't charge it in between them. There's going to be a chat. That's the challenge accepted. Set myself. <clears throat> so I'm going to charge it for this weekend. I'm going to charge it for this weekend, and I'm going to use it until it's gone. I'll have backups with me, so I, you know, not the end of the world if it does die. But I'll see how long I can go before I have to recharge it. Mm. Before, I, well. I won't run it till it's completely dead. I'll run it until I start noticing a, a performance difference in the rifle, where it starts to slug off a little bit and things like that. Do you know what I mean? So, do Titan batteries need a special charger? No, no. You'll have um, you've got your Dean's connector, mate, and your little micro, um, almost like micro white USB thing. Plug that in on your balance charger into your Dean's. Bosh, off you go. Yeah, they and they, obviously they come Dean's connected already, so there's no fucking about of it. I can't recommend my one enough. Mine's downstairs in my in my crate. So I'm sorting my kit out for the weekend, so. Otherwise, I'd grab it, but yeah, brilliant. Mm. I can't fault it, but I'm going to do that. What yeah, charges do you use just out of interest? I don't think we've Mine had that is track. the, oh, it's the, my charger is made by, is it Turnigay? Turnigay? Yeah, that's one. I thought yeah, that might so be. It's, so it's the standard little kind of rectangular box. It's like a that... black rectangle, yellow, it's got yellow turning writing yeah. on it, a blue LED readout, um, and it's got like a multi adapter thing on it to balance charge. It's got loads of freaking options and that on it. But, um, yeah, I always yeah, and obviously charging my batteries are always in a lipo safe, you know, the silvery sort of space bag or mm. box you can get. Highly recommend getting one of them just for the safety. You know, don't charge it on the floor, charge it on the hard surface, charge it on the kitchen counter or something like that. I always charge one near a fairly openable door or orifice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, best place I do mine is in the I've got a socket in the kitchen near the kitchen window. So obviously you've got a hard work kitchen worktop. I'm at home when things are being charged up, you know, don't leave house with it being charged. Um, you know, always make waiting to hear the do 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 charged, um, which is always good. So it's a chance to catch up on some war films and that get yourself in the mood. 
for an event charging your batteries. <laughs> so, yeah, charging me a toy gun battery. He's like, watch this, watch this, watch 12 strong. Yes, let's get in the brave heart. Let's watch brave heart. Brilliant. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, safety. Safety uh, first, guys. Fresh meat says, I love my Titans really good in the LMG. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're just, ridic- just ridiculous batteries, basically. Mm. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I use mine on my 249. If I switch up my 249 from a DMR, I chuck it in that. I use it in my M4. I use it. I, I, I can't fit it in the MP5 because my Titan battery is actually bigger than the MP5. <laughs> so I'll essentially be firing an MP5 out of my battery. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be holding the Titan with the MP5 at the end of it. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Just um, sniper taping the battery to the side of it. <laughs> That's it, exactly, yeah. yeah. What's that on that bipod? Oh, it's my Titan battery. Did you not see it? It's at, it's at the back yeah. of my MP5. <laughs> so little bipod legs come out for it. Fucking great big thing. It's cool, though. They are wicked. Wicked bit of kit. Yeah. About mags. Unloading mags. It's always... A, it's always... I'm, I'm always in two minds about unloading mags. It depends on the length of the time between one event to the next. As to well, for me, now, so. well, for and me the now, the type of PB that's in them as well. That, that exactly that, yeah. Because I'm, I've gone full bio now. So I, um, I buy as much BBs as I need for it. So I, I used to stockpile BBs. I don't know if anyone else has had a penchant for that. When you, when you took out Airsoft, you need to have like a whole shelf full of fucking thousands upon thousands of BBs. I mean, I've still got a box, a bottle of BBs. There, I can see them now, and they're the um, what's the one? The devil, devil oh, Diablo, Doobly Perkins, yeah, 2.28, still a full 3,300 in a bottle. I must have bought them six years ago. They're not biodegradable, it's all sealed mm. up in the box, still in a nice dark loft. Nothing's gonna happen to them, lovely. But now I buy, I'll just get as and when I need them. Is he frozen? He's back, no, yeah. No. You, yeah. You, you sort of blinked really slowly, then you went like. <laughs> yeah, so I'll um, I'll um, just get as I need, and then when it comes to the mags at the end, normally nine times out of ten, I might have a, a few left, but then I'll use that for a little bit of plinking over the woods in between events. Mm. Just get myself a little fresh batch for the next one. So, I mean, the reason for 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 anyone new to this, the reason of obviously emptying your mags out is that um, the magazines are obviously effectively powered by the springs. Um, if you constantly apply compression to a spring, it loses its ability to de-stress, decompress, um, which obviously means yeah. it, the, the bags lose their efficiency effectively. So you, you might find that over the space of a period of time that you know it, the mag sort of struggles to push those last few BBs out, um, mm. and eventually it would just you know basically just fucks up the mag. Uh, yeah, some people say leave a few in there just to keep a little bit of tension on the spring. Like it's obviously like with your with your gas mags, leave a bit of the gas in there to keep the O rings and that sort of. Well, tight. I think the gas is slightly different, isn't it? Because obviously you're trying to maintain the seals on gas. Um, yeah, but then I've heard that obviously because of the spring in the in like a mid cap or something that put some people to say rather than you shouldn't really empty them out totally because it just completely relaxes the spring. Whereas hmm. if you have like if you have like say a dozen in there, twenty rounds in there, maybe it keeps it keeps that light that keeps that elasticity on it. I don't know. It could be bollocks. I don't know. Yeah. Some of my mates have BBs in, some of them don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert on that, but I don't understand the theory of leaving it slightly compressed. I mean, maybe maybe there is some benefit to that, but I would have thought you'd want to Maybe it's keeping it, it under keeping it under tension slightly. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Paul said, oh, let's hang on. Paul said previously, always empty mags out, M4 and sidearm. Completely agree. Uh, short-term leave gas in, long-term maintenance gas for storage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know that the um, 
there's something to do, obviously do like green gas, or whatever. There's like the silicon in it. Um, it sort of just keeps things a little bit. Yeah, it's it, 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 adds a, it adds a seal in it, like a like a Vaseline mm. seal over the O-ring, stopping drying out, going crispy. Yeah, you don't want a crispy O-ring. There's nothing worse. <laughs> nothing worse than a crispy O-ring. Uh, but you can't get greens for it. <laughs> Andy says 100% only if my LMG box mag full as it's motorized. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. So with um, speed, uh, not speed loaders, uh, high capacity mags or LMG mags. <laughs> Paul just did got some battery in that ring. Mate. You know it. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know whether you need to, because obviously, like with a um, a self winding mag or anything like that, obviously it applies a pressure to the system. Um, so obviously the BBs are obviously under compression in some way to to force them out. So I don't know whether it's probably best to you can leave the BBs in like the main canister, but maybe just decompress the um, like allow them out of the tube. So for example, with the box man here, um, this is a good example because I've actually got this one wound up. Yeah, um, I have as well. Look, oh wow, look at that. So maybe maybe it would be best to let them out of the tube so the tube's empty and then just stop it from auto winding. So you can leave the mag full of BBs. Um, but then is that all right for story? I mean, suppose bios, could you do that with them? Because it's not like an air... Well, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck those, really. No, well, that's the thing with bios. So um, um, Rage has asked about bios, and we'll come back to that in a second. But some of the bios I've seen don't come in airtight bags. No. Um, well, so like Jeff's, for example. So I don't know how they biodegrade, because I would have thought that if they're made... Because I was under the impression they like decon uh, decomposing oxygen. But then, if you've got it in a, a bag that's not airtight, and theoretically, aren't they like degrading from the from the start? I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if a little bit of good quality H two O has to come in there somewhere. Hmm. I'm not sure. I have to look into it. I mean, to, for Rage's question, from my point of view, why I swapped to bio yeah. is because the private site that I um, have been lucky enough to be allowed to use. It's not an airsoft site. It's just a private area of woodland. Um, the, the the landowner has insisted he only wants bio BBs on there, which is Okay, fair enough. And to save me getting mixed up with bloody non-bio and bios and oh, what's in that speed load and what's that? I've just completely blanketed, got finished off my last of my real ones. Um, <clears throat> what event was I at last? Whatever the event I was last at, then towards the end of last year. Um, and I'm just sort of bio. I, I use Jeff's a lot. To be honest, I've not noticed any difference, and that's what I wanted to see when I first mm -hmm. tested them. I got, um, I did, I did a couple of mags of bios, a couple of mags of. Um, non-bio if you like or standard uh and what i wanted was no I didn't, I didn't want to notice any difference whatsoever and to be fair i haven't so performance wise from my point of view bio bbs they've made no difference on range accuracy anything like that at all i've got just as good performance from my m4 from my dmr on jeff's bios than i have on on the standard ones i used prior to that to switching over so i'm happy to carry on using bios you know if they do if they are made from non single-use plastics and all that sort of business as well mm. getting rid of that sort of jazz and if they do if it does take them 10 years to break down or however long it takes them at least they're still breaking down do you know what i mean so that's my uh outlook on it <laughs> i've always been interested to know whether bio bbs and i have i have done a bit of research on this because we at one point we're going to get someone come on the show to talk about bio bbs yeah yeah definitely um It'd but i've still good. not found the answer to this but i'd be interested to know if bio bbs just break down into smaller plastics um well they're, they're not made of plastic are they well, I don't know. That's is, the thing. Is, I think I've is seen it a lot of hard, some of them like hardened, hardened yeasts and vegetable oils and things like that in there and bits and bobs. Oh, possibly. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm okay. trying to think. I'll, I'll find it. And if I can find the video, is there a video I saw on YouTube or it was a, a link I found on Google's 
Um, and I'll try and I'll find it and I'll post it up because there's actually some good reading because it actually sort of broke the actual BB apart and they actually told you what some of the makeup was. Mm. A standard makeup. What what class is a bio BB as a bio BB base? I think that's what I actually searched. So if you do search that, you might well find the the, the article. I think it's an American article. I read up on it, mm. which was very interesting. For, um, I mean, it must anyway. be doable to make them properly plant based because I know Lego are pushing. Obviously, Lego like a, their entire yeah, business. Right. Yeah, is exactly, mate. Yeah, um, but, I think but then it's not single use plastics. In Lego, you could build anything. <laughs> you should know. You love a bit of Lego. I love Lego. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is the best argument for single-use plastic as well. It's reusable. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I could have a house. I could have a castle. I could have a rocket ship. I could have a whale. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, Multiple uses for this brick. It's a brick. <laughs> uh, Paul says biodegradable BBs are made out of poly polylactide (PLA). Uh, PLA is made from renewable materials such as certain starches or corns. As a result of this, they generally tend to cost more than non-biodegradable materials. But do break down after 90 days in most facilities and conditions. Hmm. You see, that, that would be my concern, though, is if they're breaking down or they're starting to break down about 90 days, then obviously, oh, Google. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Um, if they're starting to break I was just, down I was pondering days, that, then I thought he can't have literally yeah. pulled that out of the top of his can. Literally, Paul's an expert on biodegradable BBs. Like, like, like Dumbledore, just got his magic wand out and gone, oh, flicked it at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> But that, that 90 days, though, because, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know how other people buy buy BBs, but for me, I kind of tend to do, like, big batch buys. Um, you know, it just saves money on postage, ultimately. So if they're breaking down after 90 days, um, if I'm buying the load for the year, that might be a bit of a problem. I don't know. What, why would you need to for a year? It just saves on postage. I usually just buy a load of BBs all at once. So, like, I mean, the last order I bought was, like, in the region, like I think four or five thousand BBs. No, that's too that's too few. Would have been a lot more than that. It was like four or five bags of BBs, basically. Well, you think one sort of standard bottle? I mean, that sort of bottle size is about three thousand three hundred, three and a half thousand. You usually get in a sort of bottle like that. Yeah, I think I bought four or five bags of like five thousand rounds. Oh, oh my, you do LNG a lot, don't you? Yeah. Bless. Which is why I'm even more keen to use the bio. So I've got I'm sort of running Jeff's at the moment. Um, mm. Just because with the LMG, you are basically just throwing plastic out at people. Um, yeah, and I mean the Jeff's ones I've used. I mean I use them in my DMR, so I use um, I use three sixes and four threes, depending on how how, how it's running um, in my DMR, and it's been brilliant. Yeah, and I've never had a blemish. I've never opened. It, I've never had one that's. And you can sometimes you can sort of see them a mile away if there's one sort of not quite perfect. But these have been brilliant. I've never had a stoppage. I've never had them leave any coating inside me in a barrel. I've, I've, I've put like. When I first got my DMR back from um, Giuseppe, from me doing his mods, I put must have put 12, 13 mags through. So a good over a thousand rounds for it. And I cleaned the barrel afterwards. And you know what? There was not a blemish of any coating off of a BB or anything like that at all. Whereas, like, I know Tracer, you, I know Tracer BBs, you will get a little bit of like coating on the internal yeah. bit of your barrel. So it's good, always good to give your barrel a clean up after the event, especially if you've done night games for, for the Tracer rounds. They can be a bit of a bastard. Um, but yeah, not a blemish. It was still. It was almost like the BBs were cleaning the barrel as they went along. <laughs> all the little all the little bio drones inside my BB were like, ooh, grabbing the dust as we go down the barrel. <laughs> it's like, obviously uh, weren't. Fairy, like fairy bio, it clean, cleans it whiter than white, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andy says, the older ones used to be 90 days. A lot of the new ones last a little longer and only start to grow once they're wet and under pressure, i.e. underground from what I understand. Yes. 
See, this is the thing. This is the thing I find a little bit difficult is the fact that I think ultimately everyone's quite happy to go bio as long as there's no risk to jams. Um, and I think jams, still be, jams will still be available, mate. I don't think they're going to go down yeah. that far. They can't, if there's a risk to jams not being available anymore, then I'm, I'll go back to standard because I love a bit yeah. of jam. Okay, thanks, thanks, Lance, for your input. That's all right. <laughs> I'm here a week. <laughs> Thank you very much. Taxi for one. <laughs> oh, Paul says, uh, part of me thinks fuck it. The other part is thinking it's a responsibility we all have to protect the environment, especially people slinging sixty, uh, six thousand plus BBs on a Saturday and Sunday scale, which I completely agree. Yeah. You know, and that's that's ultimately because I mean, generally, airsoft is actually quite preserving of the environment for the most part. Like, you know, it, there's a lot of woodland sites that are staying as woodland and not being built on and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, um, true. I don't think many developers have ever gone, oh, we won't build on that site because it's an airsoft site. But, you know, at least it's a use of the of the land that's retaining it and it's a bit of natural, natural beauty. But mm. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And Andy hey, says, I, I love jam. I love jam. I love jam, mate. <laughs> a lot, but a lot, going back to what Paul said, there'll be, you know, you've got Biff and Chip, Biff and Chip turn up with their dual wielding M4s with drum mags on each of them. Just like, <laughs> you know, it's like, fucking hell. They probably, they've probably fired in that first game what I would probably fire in perhaps two Milsim events mm. out of their M4s. And that's just, I, I straight up, I reckon that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, what do I run? I run 620 round mid caps when I go out and rarely have I had to sort of call a QRF and get, get a resupply of ammo and things like that. I've usually got one or two mags left when we go back in. Do you know what I mean? So that's, let's say maybe I've done what's, what, 400 rounds-ish, maybe. Mm. For that, I might do that twice over. So I reckon I might fire 1,500 rounds over a weekend. And if that's, if that's really going at it as well. Yeah. Christ. Yeah, I mean, skirmish days, you see kids loading up five or six oh, high caps between games. Yeah. Don't you? Do you know what I mean? It's just like, wow, you've got six high cap magazines, you've got 500 rounds a piece on each of their magazines there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've got three, you're going out with 3,000 up all the time. It's just like, whoa. It's a lot to think about. <laughs> I love jam. I love jam. <laughs> We're jamming. Yeah, Paul said otherwise paintball players might as well use lead-based paint. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead-based paint. Uh, uh, going back to the magazines, the uh, the water winding, there isn't a spring-in-the-box mags ones I've always taken apart. It's just a motor and a feeding wheel, so keeping it under tension wouldn't affect it. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, friend. Oh, LMG friend. Oh, JTF friend. <laughs> Uh, Paul says 15 players with the Aspic Rambo package used 5,000 BBs in one half of game one. Blimey. That is a lot of BBs. There you go. It must look like yeah. it's fucking snowed up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy. I mean, Andy runs... Andy runs... Um, oh, Apoc, sorry. Uh, Andy runs an LMG. Um, so, obviously, last game he played, he went through, no word of a lie, 6,000 rounds that would have lasted me at least three or four sims. Mm-hmm. Skirmishing's expensive, man. <laughs> you do that Sunday, week in, week out. It's just Whoa. herding cats as well. I'm just like, mate. Um, right, so what else we got? Uh, what about food? 
I mean, obviously, I know, I know, we had a bit of a joke beforehand, like leftover food and stuff like that. But if we, if we could with me, there wouldn't be any leftover food, so that's a tick. <laughs> Let's talk about cook sets as part of that, though, as well. So, I mean, <laughs> I cross that one off and I leave the site, baby. No food left in here. <laughs> so, in terms of the um, the like the gas, you know, like the little cans of gas that you use. So if you're using a gas system, mm-hmm. um, I know I find it a little bit tricky sometimes to work out if I'm taking one or two gas cans with me to an event. I don't want to run out. So, you know, you, you do the classic little shake and you sort of find out if it's, you know, you get a rough feel for how much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know I mean, obviously storing gas, don't store it in like the loft. Um, it's a silly place to store it. Mm. Especially in the summer because you, you will just end up with a little bomb basically going up up there. Um, and it's the same, I guess, with like, you know, obviously mags, mags as well. Any sort of green gas or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No ju- Tranger. Tranger. Thanks, Rage. Tranger. <laughs> Captain Tranger comes storing in. Tranger. There's a T-shirt right there. There's a T-shirt coming his way in 2022. Guarantee, Captain Tranger. Yeah, no gas needed for a Tranger. Problem solved. Yeah, completely agree. Um, but let's imagine, Lance, that you come back from an event and you've still got some food left. I'd give it to my children. Give it to your children. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> well, I'd be like that. No, no. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's not been opened and it's not been like sat outside in the burning sunshine and you've kept it sort of packed away in the dark corner of your bergen, I can't see it being a problem to be stored away again. You know, if there's a chance that it's got, I mean, pack smart as well. You know what I mean? Don't be mm. taking too much grub with you. You know, if you have to. I mean, I know we trying to we're trying to get away from the whole. Oh, I could just go back to the car sort of mindset. Car's gone. However. Instances like that. If you do, if you're not, if you're unsure about what food you're going to be taking, when you're then keeping it in the car in the summer, that's going to be fucking hotter, isn't it? It's a tough one. Well, I mean, you, you I mean, you, personally, you for me, like I've, these... bought, I, I've bought. I'm, I'm not going to tell people to do this because you know it's each to their own. But personally, from my point of view, I've gone onto an event in the summer and I've taken ration packs. I mean, I've not eaten all the meals I've taken, and I've had one or two like. I don't know, chicken tikka and rice is left over and I've just slung them back in my box when I've got home and I've used them on the next event and they've been absolutely fine. And I've been fine ever since. <laughs> all right? <laughs> no, but seriously, no, all joking aside, I've been fine. So, you know, I'm not telling yeah. people that's what you should do. I'm, I'm not saying you should, any food you've not used, you should throw it away because it's going to be spoiled and horrible and it make you terribly ill. Um, it's, it's up to you. If, if, from my point of view, if the if the packaging's not been broken or damaged or seal's been ripped or anything like that, then I can't see it being a problem. I'm not telling you to do that, but that's what I do. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Uh, Les says it's hard for someone with diabetes with what food to take. I can yeah, I can imagine Les actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I suppose it's just especially because a lot of like the MREs are all high calorie and stuff like that. Aren't high they, so? calorie, high sugar contents. It's for yeah. that energy, isn't it? So, and then again, I'm guessing. Um, I know um, Mountain Warehouse. Their freeze dried meals are very, very good um, from a health point of view. If that's obviously they're a slightly lower calorie count, but then it's not like we're going to be yomping the sort of kit that like real soldiers are going to be requiring that amount of calories for. I know we still do burn through calories. As you would do, you're taking part in physical activity, but not to, obviously not to the extent that they would be. Um, but yeah, I know Mountain Warehouse, they're free. <laughs> you see dry. some of the people on Milsims, I'm pretty certain they consume more calories than they're burning. I, yeah. I know I'm sometimes subject to that. Guilty <laughs> as fucking charged, sir. 
Oh yeah, yeah I better I better have some more sweets because uh, of all these calories I've been burning around. <laughs> yeah, so you've been on stag for the last two hours. <laughs> yeah, just sitting like that, <laughs> about four empty squishies packets around you, <laughs> getting all par- paranoid as fuck. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, no Mountain Warehouse. I've seen they're freeze dried. If you want, if you want sort of like a Rat Pack esque uh, type meal, Les, um, Mountain Warehouse, mate. They're freeze dried stuff. That's usually quite good. Um, I'm not saying it's sort of diabetic friendly or anything like that, mate. Um, yeah, it's a shitter, that isn't it? Your diabetes blue ribbons. There we go. Just scrape the chocolate off. You're sorted. <laughs> diabetic friendly. Take a cheese grate with you. Grate the chocolate onto me, and then you eat the wafer. We're sorted. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like onto my oh. onto my like hot chocolate. I, don't, I didn't mean grate me. Great, great chocolate on me. But here you go. Yeah. Fresh Meat says he stores all of his gas cans in his daughter's room. Much safer. <laughs> Probably not for your daughter, but we'll go with it. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, keep all my loaded mags under my wife below. <laughs> and my pyro, that matter. <laughs> so, um, talking about uh, one last thing I kind of wanted to go back on specifically was obviously for me, I always need to high silly. Um, I always need to oh, put hey. stuff. Uh, sorry, Les has just shouted, "It's coming." I'm not sure if he's on some sort of sexual text chat, and he's mistakenly <laughs> messaged it in here. Um, something I wanted to go back and recover. Les, get back to us. Let us know, mate. This is this is live. <laughs> What's this coming, is Les? Um, What's coming, Les? Les, run for cover. <laughs> get in the cupboard. <laughs> so you can't you can't value enough of the. If you, if you put your kit away properly, it just makes life a lot easier when you're getting out the next time. Um, yeah, exactly that, mate. And I, know, and I know that's easier said than done, and it's a little bit of a kind of oversimplification, but, I mean, I've, I've been finding this. I've sort of been going through my stuff over the last few weeks. It's getting weird. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been finding this the last few weeks. is just, just if you can get your stuff organised, it means that you know, you know where stuff is. You know it's going to be ready for you to go. Um, it's none of that last minute packing because I mean I, I know that there was one um, one of the chats I mean for this weekend um, somebody was saying you know packing for the event is almost like the equivalent of the event itself um, you know it's you're, you're obviously worrying about making sure you brought everything you want to make sure you've got your bases covered because otherwise mm. you know we've said this a lot before you know obviously you turn up to an event you could have the best mindset in the world but if you have a shit night's sleep it's going to ruin that mindset and it's going to ruin the event for you. Yeah, um, exactly that. Mate. It's just it's it's all about getting your preps post and after the game. Um, like Mike said, they're packing it all away as best you can as to how you'd have it for the next one. Obviously, you are going to check over all your kit anyhow, but just getting it's getting into that habit. And then I'm going to do it tomorrow. And like I said, I, I still can't I can't find my mylar sleep mat, which I'm sort of relying on because it's a wicked bit of kit. It was cheap as chips. It was about six seven pound. It's just a little roll mat-sized mylar blanket with a tiny little thin bit of foil in there, but it's the actual outer material which just reflects that heat back up at you. I put mm. that inside my bivy bag on top of my um, on, on top of my um, I was about to say AeroPress. Then, what is it? AeroPress is the coffee? Um, no, that's fine. I'm just gonna watch you struggle. What's the? What's the no, I watch you struggle. You're such an arsehole this evening. Um, come on, tell me. You sleep, Matt. Yeah, but what is it? Well, yours specifically, I don't know what yours is, but no, like we've both got the same or... one. It's the firm firm arrest. Thank you. I don't know how yeah. Aeropress or firm arrest. I don't know how they're together, but yeah. So um, that just sit on top of that. But um, 
it's, it's one of those things and it's a, having, having your list there to be able to go through and think, oh, fuck, where is that? And that's what I was doing. I was going through my list and going, where is that fucking Milo? So I'm going to have to quick dig around for that in a minute. It's definitely up here somewhere. I'll find it. All devil's hiding from me. So, um, but yeah, it's just squaring all them bits away. Uh, give yourself a better event when you go, obviously, and when you come back. And I know you're knackered when you get back, but if you can do them essential bits, it will make it a lot easier. And one thing as well, which I forgot to mention, is if your boots, if your boots are minging when you get off that field, try and scrape as much of the shit off there as you can. Any of that mud, the clay. If you've got a couple of bottles of water, even if you can stop at a garage, just got like a, like a jet wash or something, just to blast them off or anything like that at all, just to clean up as best you can before you get home. Because if you, if you leave it on there, it's a pig to get off. Especially if you get that yellowy clay. If you if that gets stuck to it, it's yeah. an absolute bastard. It really is. I mean, even if I go on a dog walk, take the dog out, as soon as I get back, hose him down, because he, he was probably rolling fox shit, so I'll have the hose out anyhow. So I'll make, I'll make his day a little bit happier by soaking him outside with cold water. And then I'll do my boots. Um, the old bug defenders, just literally blasting with cold water. I've never had a water, um, anything leaking there, a lot of water leaking in when I've cleaned them off or anything like that. They're such a great boot. Cheapest chips, really good boot, solid boot. Um, and I do that every time. And then obviously applying a bit of dubbing into the winter lumps and that give a couple of free coats of dubbing on there. Don't rub it off, just let it dry and then do another coat, let it dry, do another coat. I'll do it everywhere, I do it all over the laces, everything. So it's a good seal, good old solid seal. That's what's got to be done. Boot maintenance, got to look after your boots. One of the big ones. Senegal mm. so says packing kit is not fun, especially for an overnighter. It isn't. I mean, ultimately, I, I enjoy it. Once you get into it, though, it's it's quite good fun. You I think, think oh, it's well. all right. I think it's all right once you're into it and getting through it. I think for me, the biggest thing is just that paranoia of forgetting something. Um, I mean, I I know I'm a bit of a worrier anyway, and that might be a shock to some people. Um, yeah. but... No, no. <laughs> but there is always that element yeah. of just like, oh, have I definitely got everything I need? And it, it's if you've got that kind of little process going where you. You've got your list, checking it. You know that you've got stuff squared away previously. You know where it is. Mm. You know, you're not leaving it last minute to go and find it. It just makes life a lot easier. That's it. That's um, it. I mean, I've got the air loft here and I've got sort of through some bits and bobs, but there's nothing better than getting it down out the loft. Just lay it out in the living room. See you later, bud. Take it easy, mate. Um, laying out in the living room so you can see it all visually, you know, or leave it all off to one side and say, look at your list. So, right, uh, shelter system, right? Basher, pegs, blah, 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 bit of paracord, whatever. Put that in a pile. Right, that's my shelter system. Happy I got that right sleep set. Sleeping bad with a bad blah 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 roll map. Yeah, that's there. Right, okay, great. I've got all that. Nothing to worry about. Cook set, right, onto that, onto your food. Right, then you can start packing it away. And you'll then you can tick it off and you think, right, I know I've done it, I've seen it, I've packed it. There it is. Bosh, 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 bosh. You can't then that gets rid of all that anxiety or worrying mm. that you've not done it. And then, especially the trouble is with like not the trouble with the October events. Obviously, we stop like late mid-afternoon, early evening for the break till the next day. Um, you go out to a campsite and it's all it's all nice and chilled. You know what I mean? You can have a beer, you can have a barbie, you can get your head down in your in your Volkswagen camper van like Mr. Tim does, or uh, in your brand new Mitsubishi Outlander like uh, Mr. Mike does. Not me, hard. It's only, you know. right, it's only this this event is like the first proper event I've done it. I know I did it. There was the private game we went to and I slept in the tent, but that in my defence was during uh, like a major storm. Um, this one is merely because it's cold and it's going to be more, you know, we, we have the luxury of doing just, that. So I'm going to and, do it. What, and he's got his brand new sleeping bag, which goes out to minus 27. I'm going to sleep in the car. Probably, it's going to be cold. I'm going to be very warm in my car. You will be. <laughs> the only thing I've got to work out with the car is basically how to turn the car alarm off. Because um, last time I was in it, I um, I rolled over and the car alarm went off and it scared the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> Not to mention all the doggers that are outside the car. <laughs> 
Maybe that was why the car alarm went off. Perhaps um, it was, yeah. Just woke up to those two little white butt cheeks just being pressed against the window. <laughs> <laughs> Keep, keeping it on point. Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. I know the rest of you slept in the storm, Andy. It's as uh, Mike, the rest of us slept in the storm. But yeah, yeah I get that. But yeah, I, we, know, we represent him. Even, even, I think, even Ratty um, was his first time ever. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he slept out there. And that's, that's perfectly fine. For me, I wanted to, when I got the car, I wanted the opportunity to test sleeping in it. So that was. You were test. excited because it was your new toy, weren't you? I know. It was my new toy. And this <laughs> and it's a very one, nice car, it, I must admit. Yeah, this one, I'm using it for the basis of ultimately, we are effectively sleeping. It's it's not the mill sim event in terms of like a proper forty eight hours. So there's I, no I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, the, the, the sleeping and, the, and like the harbour area, it's it's not an element of the game, is it? So no. it's it's completely. Um, yeah. And if it was the summer, you know, the the car's gonna be really hot in the summer, so that's that's a silly idea to do it in there. Um, so that that's why I'm doing it. Mm. And I'm not putting your post up, Danny. I'm refused to comment <laughs> up. I don't get it. I don't understand. Croydon Hammond no. strikes again. We need to get a dictionary. <laughs> we need to do a weekly comment, a weekly comment of uh, of Danny's Croydon Hammond ish isk language. Yeah, Danny oh, Lane, nah, buns, let's sleep outside. Thanks, Danny. No. Um, Silly Gilly says I'm a weekend warrior or warrior. Oh. Sorry, weekend warrior. It. it all comes down to the list: packing your kit up right, making yeah. sure it's all good, making sure you put it in the same pocket that you put the last time. Then you're getting used to. Well, that. this is yeah. So um, Rage, Rage brought this point up. Rach says, things like sleep kit, cooking kit as such. I air out, dry wash if needed, and then repack them ready for the next use. Uh, boots live in my porch, as once you have had them a while, they can start to get a bit pungent. Um, but with the Nothing like your own brand, mate. <laughs> <laughs> with the repacking, that's the thing I find a little bit tricky. So I've obviously been trying to do that. And, yeah, we've discussed on the show previously the, uh, the little tanker bag that mm-hmm. I've been using as like a, a welfare kit or whatever. Um, but I think the thing I find with repacking is that I'm always, and this is probably a detriment to my bank account, but I'm always trying to make my kit and systems a little bit better. Um, I don't think I've ever really got to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm happy with this, and then moving on to something else in terms of, you know, because the Bergen's always been a big one for me in that you kind of want to reduce how much you bring in as much as possible so you're not lugging a massive bag with you all over the place. I think, it's I think the problem there, we've got it? as well as Milsim is, is that we go to a lot of events that are all very, very varying. So when it comes yep. to kit, kit is forever changing. It's always fluid. Like for this event, oh, I don't need that. I need this. I need to do that. So I'm going to pack in this one this time. Different camo going, scheme. Yeah, exactly that. So or, or I'm going to Legion. So you know, the opportunity there to take the crate. Or I'm going to go to this one. If you go to an APOT one nine times out of ten, you're going to load a Bergen. Whereas you know, if you're if you're if you're a serving soldier sort of thing, you're going to go out and exercise, for example, for a two day of two day exercise uh, onto to to, to to wherever it is you're going, Dartmoor or wherever I don't know. Um, you're going to load your Bergen up, you're going to have your belt kit on, and that'll be it. And, and whenever you go out and exercise, you're going to load your Bergen up, you're going to have your belt kit on, and that'll be it. And you will literally, boom, 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 boom. you could do it with a blindfolded, do you know what I mean? Bang, 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 that's all done. Yeah, I know it's there, it's there. Great, let's go. Whereas us, fucking all this other stuff, do you know what I mean? Are your PMC this 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 event? Are your 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 JTF this event? Are your you're a civvy pop this event? You're doing this and you're staying in hardcover this one, you're tense this one, you're summer this one, you're snowing that you're one. Running different weapons and you're running different systems. So you, you, there's never any um what's the word, Mike? Consistency. Consistency. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you're using the same kit over and over again, event in, event out. Do you know what I mean? So that's where that's where packing is gonna come apart and that's where obviously that's where the list comes into it you know you can mm. you, you can almost die you can almost 
specify a, a specific list for an event um, for your PMC kit. Right, what do I need for that? Blah, 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 blah. You know, CV pop, you know, your JTF stuff, or, you know, your, your normal bootneck sort of kit, or whatever you want to call it. You know, if you're, if you were, if you're going with a load of Bergen and you're going to jump into your, your harbour area or something like that, then you can sort of like get specialist kits for your little roles that you like to play at different events throughout the year. Maybe that's something for us to look at, Mike. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's for a specific role and mm, what you'd that, That's effectively what I've been trying to do with the, the welfare, the, the tanker bag, going back to that. That that kit is generally something I take all the time anyway. Um, so that's why that's in its own bag. Literally just goes right or straight off the shelf in the bag. Job done. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rage Rage has said, you know, I'm lucky of having years of experience of climbing, while camping, hill walking, and mm. camping, and then 11 years serving. So I've done all the experimenting. Yeah, to um, have that knowledge would be a godsend, yeah. wouldn't it? You're so in 11 years' Rage. time, if the <laughs> November Foxtrot podcast is still going, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which hopefully it will be. Um, we'll be looking back and we're going, yeah, I'm all squared away now. There's nothing to tusk us. <laughs> Ask me anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ray says, sleep kit really changes. Maybe change tarp for tent. I'll use two sleeping bags. Yeah, yeah see, so that's the thing, though. So sleep kit, for me, does change in terms of you've got different sleeping bags, for one thing. Um, and that's why with the winter one, I found the winter one really difficult because I just couldn't get it all in the bag. Um, you know, season one the versus the season four is a very different size of sleeping bag. <laughs> Um, I mean, for yeah, me, you're right. I mean, sorry, sorry I've, talk, I've missed a comment. So, sleeping bags change, but the position of them never changes. So, yeah, yeah, I so agree on that one. Rage says the position. But see, for me, I've always said the main pack of your Bergen, the main big bit is is usually my sleeping system, my dry kit. Um, and if if you if you if you've not got a, a tailored Bergen, then your bash all goes in the top, and, and 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 maybe your day sack over the top of that. So that's always I always surrender the main bit of my Bergen to my sleeping bag, bivy bag. Um, I use, I don't take a roll mat if I'm sleeping rough like that. I'll, I'll take a little Z mat or my little German German infantry. The aunt aunt Fantry's mat. She comes with aunt me. Fantry. And she'll go in the back of the spine of the bag in first. Then with me inside me stuff sack. Um, and then obviously like left pocket would be spare water, bit of ammo, whatever little trinkety bits. Right pocket would be cook set rations blah 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 but then like i said you know i'm lucky enough to have the, the, the taylor bergen so i've got three utility pouches and the poncho roll on the front so i can put my shelter system in the poncho roll a couple of water bottles on the front and i'm good to go um but that's it in, but that's how i've always done it and that's how I'll, i will will carry on doing it regardless of it being summer or or the winter months because obviously if in the summer months i'll ditch the big sleeping bag off just take my jungle bag um and i'll have a hammock so it'll free up a lot more space in there so in some respects i could down grow to maybe like a 60 litre for the summer but then because it's a summer event you might take well you're not taking all the layers you take some extra water so you know you're swapping out something but you would probably be putting something else in its place um depending on the climate you know wet weather gear for example things like that you know something to think about mm. uh silly says i've only ever had one role maybe i'm boring i don't think it's a case of being boring i mean you know you you silly gillies obviously specialized as a sniper um, Maybe you should broaden your horizons, Ed. Yeah. Try, try it. You might like it. Yeah. Just run as a medic, <laughs> the gilly medic. Gilly medic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, can you imagine that? Literally, just hit, and it just literally have his bush set up. And don't worry, mate. I've got his arm. This is arm coming up <laughs> with a bandage on it. Back in. Thank you, Mister Bush. Uh, Ray says, "I've never used four season sleeping bag in the UK. Three season with a bivy has done me in the Highlands. Even woke up in Hellville and." Uh, Hillville, and sorry, with a lot of snow and didn't feel the cold. 
So that's the thing I struggle with is I do feel the cold a bit. Um, Although Rage's beard is 19 foot long and it's like a boa constrictor, so it just yeah. wraps him. He's also just a tough bloke. He's a tough like, geezer you know, with just, a massive just, beard which, which turns into a hairy toga of an evening. He just wraps it around himself. <laughs> I don't need a sleeping bag. Obviously, I can see yeah. that. Look at the fucking beard you've got. <laughs> <laughs> I could get in there with you. <laughs> yeah. And he says, better to be an expert on one thing than a jack of loads. Oh, look at that. Throwing that sort of comment out there. Yeah. Oh, Andy Bob. Honestly. Cool. Right, so that's probably the end of this week's episode. Uh, I know it's been a bit of a random one. Um, I like it. No, it's good. I like to talk about it. Sort of love a bit of kit. Covered a variety of bits and pieces. Um, next week, we're going to be talking Milson Rolls Part 2 with Andy Bob. That, there that guy is. there. Um, so we're going to be doing rifles and LMGs. Um, kind of looking specifically at the riflemen and support rolls um, that you get them at Milsim's. Uh, silly gilly, slightly off topic, guys. But can you advise me? I need a molly belt for attaching five pistol pouches to and a holster. Nothing more. Any advice? Yeah, I'll just go for a lightweight. I'll go for a lightweight, low profile shooter's belt, mate, which has got the internal and the external. I mean, yeah, if you've got five pistol mags, five pistol mags and a holster, so you can have your secondary on there as well. So it's going to be a bit of weight on that. Five gas, I'd, I'd say five gas pistol mags would be more weight than. Five mid cap standard mags, wouldn't they? Mm. Weight wise, I know. Um, UK Tactical have got a load of their. Um, I think they've recently. Mm. I'd, say a shooter, a, I'd say for that, you'd want at least because you want to, if you want to holster your secondary, I'd say I suppose you could do a two a two band molly belt, would be all right, wouldn't it? Mm. Perhaps, perhaps with a leg strap for the holster as well. I'd say three just for that added bit of extra security, but I'm sure you could do a two. For a lot, uh, so Warrior do a um, like a frag belt, I think it's called. Mm. But you'd want definitely not, a minimum, you'd, want, you'd want two rings of um, Molly, mate, two bands of Molly. Yeah, I'll just share the screen quickly. Find it. Oh, come on. Okay, there, there we go. Yeah, the Warrior low profile. There we go. Very um, nice. So, something like that might work. And is that got, is that the external though? Do you get the internal so you can velcro over it, or is that just like the hip cummerbund type? No, thing? so that well, that one itself is just the the sort of hip cummerbund. I found them slip. Well, yeah, this is the thing. I mean, it depends on depends on how it's working and how you want it. I mean, there, there's a variety on there, and I'm not saying that you've got to go and buy that one. Um, no, and go I up. Mean, sorry, can... Mike, go top left, Mike. Oh no, it's the oh, same well. one. Yeah, really, you want a shooter's belt. Like that there. That one. That black one. Has that got two that's the, molly? Oh, that's got a little bit yeah, of molly on yeah, that. Yeah, it's the laser. Yeah. So that's your laser cut shooter's belt. So you, there's, there's two belts there, Red. So you've got the black Velcro on the inside. And then the one with the Cobra head buckle is the external bit, which would go over it. So when you want to take your... your um, You can take your holster out off. You literally undo the boat, Cobra buckle, and then it Velcros off, but it still keeps your inner belt, still keeps your trousers up, sunshine. You don't want your trousers dropping down. <laughs> So you can get rid of all the gubbins and take that off, but you still keep the Velcro belt on the inside. Really good bit of kit. Great system. I will do that one day because I do like my shooter's belt, which I, I managed to bastard together with loads of other bits and bobs. Um, but I find that slips a bit. So all I had to do is, you know, the cummerbund clips for the um, Offspray, the little T-bars yeah. with a male, female. I've got two of them at the back of my rig and two which just to hold the back of my belt because I, I could have it as tight as I want, sitting right up on my hips. And it just it still works its way down. I don't. I can't make. 
and it's and it's sniper taped up, so it can't come loose. It mm. Blows my. I must lose weight as I run. See, I find sometimes it goes the other way. Like it's, when I, I first like put it on, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's great. This is brilliant. Look at that. Like... <laughs> as soon as the game starts, I've, I've done a couple of hundred yards or whatever. It's, it's oh, fuck, here we go. It's starting to come down there. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just my pear shape. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I often find that, because, you know, got a big belly, stuff does sort of tend to move around either side of you. But, I mean, Rach says the frag belt uh, the frag belt's a bit bulky. Yeah, I completely agree. I just, that is an option. That sort of system. I See, I, like I, I, I the, that that one that that frag belt for me there. I'd, I'd have that set up as a like a lightweight webbing kit with a H harness or something like that on it. Yeah, that would be for me with the, with that thick padding on there. That would be that, all day long. That's screaming for a webbing set for a belt kit be set up on it. But for a lightweight for for, for sniping and him keeping a low profile, I'd, I'd definitely go shooter's belt, the dual one Velcro with the with the outer belt over the top. Mm. Yes, yes. Oh, actually, here's a question quickly for anyone who might also watch this channel. Um, military kit review, MKR. I can't find the YouTube channel or the Instagram. Is something, is it, uh, do you know if they've stopped doing it or has their site been taken down or something? I was trying to find a bit of info out from one of his videos I saw the other day on YouTube a few months back, but search for his YouTube channel. It's nothing at all. It's, M it's called MKR, military kit review. But I can't find it. It's completely vanished. Oh, it's not on Instagram. There's nothing on YouTube. No mentions of it anywhere. It's just completely vanished, which is weird. Oh, he's finished. Oh, he's finished. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, that's very odd. Is I don't know why he didn't finish and then take it all down. Maybe yeah. Because I say, I've, I've got some good tips. He, 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 I used to do some good reviews and that on some kit and stuff. Hmm. But... I think he got oh, taken down. And he said, I think he got taken down and just gave up, so deleted everything. Oh fucking hell. Oh well, there we go. That's a shame. There's some good uh some good reference points in some of his vids. Oh, oh well. Yeah. Well, I would find somewhere else now to look up bits of bobs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, so yeah, we were gonna stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry about uh, that. We're not well, that's there. fine. It's all good. It's all good. Um so yeah, we haven't had any reviews in a while, so if anyone wants to leave us a review, you can do so on um Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review there or you can leave a review on our Facebook page. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, our email is nofochat at hotmail.com. Instagram is at November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. Facebook is at November foxtrot nofo. YouTube, www.youtube.com forward slash c forward slash November foxtrot. And our website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Uh, we've got a few more reviews on there at the moment that we've done ourselves. Um, so obviously looking at kit. Um, with the premise that no reviews until at least I would say no reviews till it's used and abused. Um, so we've got yes. a few bits and pieces on there, and that's going to be growing over the next well year, few years. Uh, so yeah, if you've got anything that you want us to look at as well, or anything that you've seen that we've got that you want us to do a little bit more of an in-depth review on, um, mm -hmm. let us know, and we can obviously write that up. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to be picking stuff willy-nilly as we go through it. Um, exactly, and there will be videos coming, guys. Um... You know, a lot of podcasters and stuff, they do do videos and upload stuff like that. Um, we're just ironing out a few bits and bobs at the minute, but then we will still start doing sort of kits out in the field, um, doing kit setups and things like that. That's all coming. Um, we're going to wait till it's a little bit nicer weather. Yeah. Well, that's that's the only thing we're really waiting for, is merely just the weather to be nicer so we can go yeah. out and film. Just it's a bit easier. If we take recording, kitting out there, and, the field, you know, it's done with gipping wet. Um, it's just going to be a ball like It'd be a lot easier um, and to explain and, you know, 
in a in a yeah. nice summer summery light environment um, to do these videos. So they are they are coming. They're all planned out. We've got some lots of stuff planned for this year. Um, so it's only going to be good things, lots mm. of good things to come. Uh, cool. I think that's everything. Uh, yeah, join us next week uh, with Andy. Um, and then in the meantime, have an excellent week, and uh, we'll let you know next week as well how Octo goes. We Should will. We will. We'll let you know if the podcast is still continuing next week after <laughs> after going head to head. After uh, Operation after Spatchy Spatch. After Operation Spatchy Spatch. <laughs> Just, <laughs> just before we do go, so I, I realise we haven't actually said it. So it's Operation Vanquish Two, uh, Battle yeah. Lakes. Battle Lakes, um, yes. So that's what I'm soft Battle Lakes. So looking. And if you're coming along, then feel free to say hello because we've obviously got stickers and stuff that you can grab off us as well. So uh, yeah, and we'll have patches as well if anybody wants, still wants a patch. So. Patches for sure. sale and stickers to give away. What yeah. more could you possibly want? <laughs> right. Uh, Danny says Mike shot him in the face. Oh, Mike shot him in the face. <laughs> Mike shoot him in the face. Don't shoot me in the face, Danny. You... <laughs> right, say goodbye, Lance. Goodbye, Lance. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. See ya. <laughs>